another episode of the Biohacker Blondie podcast, where we dive deep into the world of health, wellness, longevity, and of course, all things biohacking. I'm your host, Jenny Jones, biohacker, fitness instructor, health and wellness coach with a passion for optimizing human performance and well-being. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you join me on this journey toward unlocking the best version of ourselves, whether it's through optimizing our workouts, decoding the mysteries of biohacking, or breaking down the latest trends in longevity. I've got you covered. On this show, I aim to bring you the most cut-edge information, the top experts in the field, and actionable advice you can implement today to get one step closer to a better, healthier you. Today's guest is Jennifer Scheinman, an experienced registered dietitian nutritionist with a demonstrated history of working in the health and wellness space. She is currently working with Timeline Nutrition, a company that's been pioneering the research on urolithin A for over 15 years. Mitopure, a urolithin A supplement clinically proven to energize cells by revitalizing the mitochondria, is revolutionizing everything from cellular health to muscle function. From its antioxidant properties to potential neuroprotective effects, urolithin A is a subject that should be on everyone's radar, and they even came out with a skincare line, which we get into at the end. This is going to be an amazing episode all about improving our mitochondria, our longevity, and most importantly, our energy. So let's get into it. Before we jump into today's exciting episode, I want to take a moment to talk about Equip Foods, our amazing sponsor who's making it possible for us to bring you all this invaluable content week after week. Equip Foods offers a range of whole food-based supplements that give your body the nutrients it needs to function at its best. From protein powders to green supplements, they've got you covered. The best part? Their products are free from fillers, additives, and other ingredients that you don't want in your body. I've been using their products for a few months now, and I am loving all their products, especially their protein powder. The vanilla and the strawberry are my favorite. One of the cleanest formulated protein powders for building muscle and shedding fat that won't leave you gassy or bloated. Prime Protein is 100% grass-fed and finished beef protein powder that's good for your gut and tastes like your favorite dessert. Protein deficiency is a huge problem, but it doesn't have to be. One in three adults don't consume enough protein, and it's no surprise when you understand how much you actually need in a single day. If you want to build muscle, lose fat, keep your immune system strong, and have all-day energy, then you should be eating at least 0.75 grams per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, that means you need almost 115 grams of protein every single day. And if you're a senior, you need up to 50% more than that. That's because as we age, our bodies require more protein to preserve muscle mass, keep us healthy, reduce recovery time from illness, and improve overall quality of life. Clearly, getting enough protein is incredibly important, but how are we supposed to hit our target protein count without spending a fortune or endless hours in the kitchen? Getting enough might seem impossible, but it's actually easy when you add Prime Protein's doctor-formulated, super clean, super smooth, incredibly easy to digest, and affordable beef isolate protein powder to your diet. Just one scoop has 21 grams of protein, and with only a small handful of ingredients, you're getting only what you need, 100% carefully sourced real foods and nothing else. No additives, allergens, chemicals, fillers, or other junk ever. If you're looking to level up your protein intake, then there's no better time now. Equip Foods is offering my listeners an exclusive discount. Just use the code BIOHACKERBLONDIE20 at checkout to get 20% off any of their products. Trust me, your body will thank you. And now let's dive back in today's episode. Welcome to the Biohacker Blondie podcast. We are here with Jennifer Scheinman. 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 Okay. Okay. And she is with Timeline Nutrition. We're going to talk all things mitopure, urolithin A, um, all the benefits, longevity. I'm super excited. You've been a dietitian, nutritionist for over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I always hate aging myself that way, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I've been a dietitian for well over 20 years and probably about 10 years ago, I really got into the integrative and functional nutrition space. Um, so I feel like I have tons of background and, and have been really excited about nutrition. And part of my journey to timeline, um, is just 
uh, urolithin A, MitoPure, which we'll actually talk about, is just such a unique molecule and unique supplement. Um, and the research behind it is so incredible and like nothing I've seen from another supplement company. Um, and yeah. I was actually working with Timeline as a consultant for a while. And when the opportunity came to join on full time, I was like, sign me up because it's just so impressive. Yeah. I was looking on the website. I was like, wow, there's so many studies. And I just did a podcast with Elias who is actually coming out with a company proven that is going to be testing, um, wellness products as well as like supplements. And he was like really impressed with timeline nutrition because he said it's one of the, like the only supplements that really has so much research like back behind it. Yeah. So that's great because a lot of, um, supplements do not have anything to back it up. <laughs> Correct. Well aware. So, yeah. Or so how have... did you get oh. into, um, we'll get a little backstory of yeah. nutrition, functional health with you. And then how you got into timeline nutrition. Um, I think a lot of people in this space, you know, you have Mark Hyman, Dave Asprey, all these people, um, had some type of health issues. And like, even for me, like I had mold toxicity, I had lethargic, like very lethargic brain fog. And I realized like that was, you know, like not normal. And so that kind of got me on my health journey. And so did you, how did you get into functional health and dietitian and the amazing benefits of food and then also supplements and everything? And then how did you get into timeline nutrition? Yeah. So I'll start way back when I kind of got into nutrition to begin with. Um, so yeah, I think to your point, people either struggle with their own health journey or, you know, there's sort of some connection to, you know, the nutrition field for me, um, to be completely transparent, it was, you know, a bit of like some eating and weight issues and kind of Mm -hmm. going to college. And I'd never had a weight issue, went to college and suddenly that changed. (laughs) Um, I was a vegetarian at that point. And so I went from like mom cooking me super well-balanced nutrient dense meals to me eating, you know, like pizza and grilled cheese. Um, and so it really went in from more of like a weight issue at first, not that I had a weight issue, but just really kind of like learning how to eat healthy and kind of manage my weight as I was sort of becoming a young adult. Um, but my, you know, like a lot of dietitians, my traditional training many years ago was very much like a calories in kind of calories out type of approach to weight. Um, and even to nutrition, right. It was kind of like the macronutrients and that's it. Um, and I was kind of struggling because I was like, this is just not working with my clients. Um, and then I really discovered functional nutrition when I was struggling with Lyme, um, and the traditional medical disease. Yeah. Yeah. I had Lyme. I guess I still do. Um, but I'm virus that stays, but it just, yeah, it sort of is kind of hiding within, you know, they call Lyme sort of this like great mimicker because it kind of hides and it just mimics so many other conditions. So yeah. So about 10 years ago, sort of, you know, Western medicine was sort of just, uh, dismissing all of my symptoms. Nothing was coming up on tests. And that was when I really discovered functional nutrition or functional medicine to start. Um, and then that sort of food-based approach, that sort of, um, root cause medicine. And that just sort of changed my world. And that was when I went on and I got a master's in in integrative and functional nutrition and sort of completely switched how I was practicing and wow. how I was, you know, eating as well. And so that was sort of my journey into this world. And then Timeline specifically, as I said, I started as a consultant with them. Um, they were brand new um, and uh, just sort of launching their commercial product, which we call MitoPure. And we'll certainly dive into that more. But um, I was working as a a lot of my career, not only have I done one-on-one patient work, but I also do a lot of nutrition communication. So I love taking super complex nutrition stuff and then putting it into content like what we're doing right now, podcasts or writing blogs and all of that. So I started really writing their blogs for them. And then, as I said, sort of more and more opportunities grew as they sort of needed somebody to translate all the research that we're doing in Switzerland um, and kind of get that both to consumers and also to our healthcare practitioners. And so I came on board full time to do that. And it's that been is so fun. Sad. How long have you been with Timeline Nutrition? So full time, I'm coming about a year. I think I started the end of October. So I'm soon will be my year anniversary, but I was 
working with them for at least a year before then. Okay. Maybe a year and and a half, long, something like that. How long have you been taking um, the urolithin A or the MitoPure Timeline Nutrition? I've been taking it much longer than a year, sort of somewhere in between when I started as a consultant and came on board. So it's probably been maybe like a year, year and a half. And do you feel that like a difference? Have you seen, do you feel more energized? Do you think your cells are working better? (laughs) Yeah. So I, the first thing that I noticed was, so it's sort of a subtle, but yet significant change that you feel, right? It's not like an in-your-face, like you take it and immediately are like, you know, like if you go, if you go get like a vitamin B12 injection, right? You feel pretty energetic right away. It's not like that. Um, So the first thing that I noticed was I work out with a personal trainer twice a week and I was just like, I don't really feel like I'm getting sore anymore. And so I kind of had a conversation with him, like, because I actually don't pay attention to the weights. Like he just tells me what to lift and I do it. And usually it's hard. And usually the next day I'm sore and I wasn't feeling sore for a while. And I was like, are you still like pushing me? Like what's going on? And he's like, yeah, where your weights are totally going up. You, I'm just not getting sore anymore. So that was the first thing that it was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, and then I had someone like I hadn't spoken to in a while who knew that I went through Lyme and was just kind of like, Hey, how have you been feeling? Like what's, how have your Lyme symptoms been? And I was like, you know, I actually feel great. Like now that you're asking me, like, I'm like, I feel amazing since the last time I saw you. Um, and when I started with MitoPure, I had already been pretty outside like of my Lyme journey and mostly back to normal, but I was still struggling with fatigue, I think was the main symptom. And I was like, yeah, like I just started this new job. Like I'm working crazy hours and I have the energy to do that and to do my workouts and kind of like live my life, (laughs) like the way I want to be living it. Um, and I'm also about 10 years older than I was when I first sort of started my Lyme journey. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I feel pretty close to what I felt before my Lyme journey, I think is pretty impressive. So, yeah, I, you know, these supplements like NMN and R, like people, you know, say, Oh, do I feel, you know, how am I going to feel? But it just, it's, it's like a buildup, right. Uh, of health. So these supplements, yes, you're not going to like feel right away. And then you do notice like those little things, like I don't get sore anymore either. And so, you know, it's been a process and it's always like all kind of like little things that add up, of course, but I do think a few of these, um, supplements really help for sure. Yeah. So that's so exciting. Um, that's great to hear like your, like how you feel and then tell us about mitochondria. Cause I don't think a lot of people even know what mitochondria is, you know, I try to, with my podcast, get feedback and people are like, I don't even know what that word is. I don't know what that means. I don't know what metformin is. I don't know what rapamycin is. So let's just start with our mitochondria. Yeah. Well, your lithin A mitopure works on the mitochondria. So I think you're right. Let's like get to that baseline. Like what are the mitochondria? Why are they so important? So most of us have heard of them as the powerhouse of the cell. So we probably learned that in high school biology at some point. Most people, I feel like, <laughs> in my friend and family group have a little PTSD from, you know, high school biology. But if you remember, they're kind of this little, like, kidney-shaped organelle, which is basically just a tiny structure that lives inside almost every one of our cells. So our red blood cells are the only um, cells that do not have mitochondria. And in fact, we have thousands of them in certain cells, like our muscles, which rely on a lot of energy. Um, And they're called the powerhouse of the cell because that's exactly what they do is they supply energy for the cell. They also have a number of other roles um, besides just energy production, but we'll sort of chat mostly about energy today. And I kind of like to think in a very, very simple term of them as almost like a tiny energy power plant where there's sort of an assembly line with a starting line that takes raw materials. And that's actually the food that we eat and the air that we breathe. And it goes through this sort of complex assembly line where different cofactors and some of those are vitamins and other things that are part of our diet go into. Um, And then out on the other side comes energy for our cells to use. And we call that ATP. That's the sort of the the energy currency of our cells. And that little factory, um, it's not really like static, right? 
it just like any other factories, it starts to become damaged based on our diet and our lifestyle. We might not be giving all of the right raw materials or those other little um, <laughs> all additives the that we need, like our B vitamins <laughs> and CoQ10. We might not be getting that in our diet. So then that means the factory starts to become a little bit dysfunctional and damaged as it gets older and doesn't have all the good things that we need. And so then that means that the energy that's coming out of the other end is suboptimal. So we're not producing as much energy as we possibly could from that little factory. Yeah. 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 So, and then this urolithin A, how does this affect, I guess, our mitochondria? Yeah. So if you think about that factory, and as I said, it sort of starts to become dysfunctional just, you know, through the aging process, right? Just like any other appliance in our house, it kind of starts to break down as we use it. And um, our bodies have actually adapted this process that's called mitophagy. And that is the recycling of these little energy factories. So we can take, we can break them apart as they start to become dysfunctional. And then we can take the parts that work and then build new energy factories. And so what urolithin A or MitoPure does is it actually optimizes that recycling process. We call that process mitophagy. Um, and so that's what makes it so unique is its ability to trigger that recycling kind of quality control process within the cell. Okay. And I'll just keep asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I love it. <laughs> so I've also, you know, uh, there's so many, there's other supplements that say they benefit our mitochondria and produce and uh, autophagy. So yep. there's, I guess, you know, spermidine. And what are your thoughts on spermidine? Is it the yeah. same or is it like... So it's a slightly different mechanism of action. So mitophagy is a very specific form of autophagy, and that is just really uh, specific to the mitochondria. Um, okay. So spermidine well, does also... Go ahead. This isn't... Because um, there's like the senescent dead cells. Yeah. So spermidine, I guess, kind of gets rid of those dead cells, right? So I, to be honest, I'm not completely clear on the full mechanism of action of spermidine. I do know yeah. that it triggers autophagy and I'm not entirely sure like how it does that or like what the impact is. Um, but, but yeah, so it is a little bit more of like a generalist in terms of triggering as far as I understand and far of triggering that recycling process. Whereas urolithin A is really honing in on that sort of energy producer of the cell. Um, and to your point, sort of cell senescence, there are these like 12 different hallmarks of aging, um, biological hallmarks. So when we start looking at the things that cause us to age, cell senescence of that zombie cell is one thing, a decline in autophagy and mitophagy is another. Um, uh, there's, there's decrease in uh, mitochondrial function is another. So there's like these 12 hallmarks of aging and they're very intertwined. So, you know, targeting one potentially can target another, but um, it, it's, it's very complex and interesting kind of when we start thinking about like how our body ages, there's all of these different pathways. And, you know, I suspect that as longevity research kind of continues to explode, we're going to find potentially more pathways and more, you know, therapeutic agents that can kind of slow those pathways down. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's so, there's so many things that are happening in the longevity space yeah. and then there's so much re like research behind timeline nutrition, so do you want to talk a little bit all about the, the research behind this? Because it, it says 15 years of research. Yeah. So they started a while ago learning about the mitochondria and how did, and it's, the company is based in Switzerland. Correct. Okay. So that's so cool. So how, I think there's a lot of longevity going on in Switzerland, right? That's kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. like the hub of a lot of research going on right now. And they were kind of the beginners because this whole biohacking longevity, like it's kind of just been the last like five years. I think it's become more popular, but 15 years ago, they were on top of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. So 15 years ago, so our parent company is a company called Amazentis and they are, you're absolutely right. It's based out of Switzerland and what they actually started. So 
we were really founded by researchers and doctors, physicians um, who wanted to kind of take like a biotech approach to nutrition and to supplementation and kind of figure out these really potent bioactives that are in the foods that we eat and how we can kind of put them into a supplement form to make something really potent and helpful for, you know, for humans. So it started really um, with this group of scientists was examining the pomegranate and the pomegranate has, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of polyactive or sorry, polyphenols, these sort of active um, chemicals that make them so healthy. And so they were really kind of trying to deconstruct that and figure out what about the pomegranate is so healthy. And what they were learning was that not only are these like wonderful polyphenols in the pomegranate, our gut hey, microbiome. Sorry, pause for a second. Oh, okay. That's okay. Okay. There you are. You want me to repeat where I was? Yeah, maybe. Okay. So starting at the pomegranate. Yeah, we'll just yeah. go, you know, okay. So they, and how did they get to the pomegranate? They just, I mean, I know that polyphenols come from like cacao, um, red wine, you need to drink a lot of red wine. Yeah. And then, so how did they discover, I guess, why did they aim towards the pomegranate? You know, I'm not entirely sure why they aim for the pomegranate other than, you know, this was 15 years ago. I think like Palm Wonderful, the pomegranate juice company was just like mm. kind of becoming a big thing. And so there was a lot of noise around the health benefits of the pomegranate. And B, because there I feel are like bee and pomegranate have like that uh, energy, nitric oxide. And so, yeah. and that yeah, deep, maybe. rich color. So I think that was just really, you know, let's understand more these bioactive compounds. And so what the team of researchers found is, yes, these bioactive compounds are incredible and, and really wonderful for promoting health, but that there's actually our gut microbiome takes some of these polyphenols, specifically a group called oligotannins, and will turn it into this molecule called urolithin A. And the story goes, uh, so, so our research lab was out of the EPFL, which is the Swiss Institute for Technology, almost like an MIT in Switzerland. So really high profile, very smart, intelligent people working there. Um, and one of the main researchers who really is focused on mitochondrial health, he, we were feeding worms, you know, both the oligotannins and then this postbiotic urolithin A. And the worms that were fed urolithin A were living 47%, sorry, 45% longer than worms not fed urolithin A. Um, And so that was kind of this like, whoa, we are onto something really powerful. And when you look at some of the other mitochondrial and longevity medicine and supplements out there, like rapamycin, you mentioned metformin. Um, a lot of those are in like the fifteen percent expansion lifespan expansion for worms. Um, whereas, wow. yeah, urolithin A is forty-five. The only thing, oh. and sort of the gold standard, is caloric restriction, and that is um, we see about a forty-seven percent increase in lifespan in worms. So, of That's course, funny you said like caloric restriction because I've listened to so many podcasts too talking about fasting, yeah. and there's like conflicting. You know, but calorie restriction is actually, I always hear that, like, no matter what, like, reduce your calories, and that's what they've been able to do, research saying that that's what extends longevity. Yeah, and that's sort of the gold standard, like, that is the longest that I know, at least in worms, is caloric restriction, has the longest impact on longevity, um, followed by urolithin A, and then some of these other longevity supplements, as I mentioned, kind of come in that like 20 to 30%. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that that translates to humans at all. But much of longevity research starts in worms because they really only live, you know, a couple of weeks long. So it's really yeah. easy to test these things. And then when you start to see things that are positive and impressive, like was the case with your A, you can move through other animal models, eventually, hopefully they- getting into humans. Have they done other animals or just worms? Yep. So we've done rodent studies as well. And we see um, improvements there in muscle strength and performance and cellular energy. And then we sort of, that was what really led us to, okay, now let's study this in humans. And I think that is really where... Can I, be the trial? Can I be the Yeah, I know, I know, right? Just feed um, me your lithid A and uh, we'll see, you know, you can see test what it does. Do yeah. all my blood work. Well, now that it's out, we can all be doing these, like, I call them N of one studies, right? Where we get to test on ourselves and see how okay. we feel. 
I saw that on the website that can you do that with like a little blood test or something? Yeah. Do you guys have that for testing your urolithin A? We developed a little blood test that will test your blood levels of urolithin A. So, um, what we do is we send you a kit. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, and I, I believe, I don't know, I'm hoping that we're going to develop this for like commercial use. Right now, it's actually part of a study that we're running. Um, okay. So that means you get the, if you can, you enroll in the study and you will get the kit for free, which is super cool. So what we do is we send you some pomegranate juice. <laughs> yeah, we'll totally get you hooked up and you can share okay. your experience. It'll be awesome. It's so, it's so, it's, it's really, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we send you... oh, go ahead. No, yeah. You so just say the... you. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. The way the kit works is we send you some pomegranate juice and then you wait the designated time period because remember I said those, uh, precursors from pomegranate. So we don't get, let me just reiterate something that I might not have said before. We don't get urolithin A directly from food. It's those polyphenols in pomegranates, some berries and some nuts that get converted by our gut microbiome into urolithin A. And probably no surprise to you and potentially your listeners is that most Americans don't have a healthy gut microbiome. So what we're finding through our research is that most people aren't making urolithin A. So this test will give you the precursors, see how much you're making, and then we'll give you some MitoPure and then see how much you're making. And it's a little like finger stick. And um, like, I don't produce very much at all. I do produce, but I don't produce very much at all. Um, so, and what do you, do you know what you need to produce your 11A? Is it specific bacteria? Is it like, you know, some acids, some nutrients and the yeah, probiotics? So it's certain bacteria slash probiotics. We're not entirely sure which one or ones. Um, the few things that we know, because we kind of moved away from studying which probiotics it was because there's, you know, thousands, millions of bacteria <laughs> that are living in us and to kind of pinpoint that and, you know, and, and then also like help people's gut get populated with that, that is really a challenge. Whereas like we just discover that directly supplementing with the postbiotic will provide the body with urolithin A. So what we know in terms of, um, the, the gut microbiome is that it does need to be very rich and very diverse. Mm. Um, and that like acromensia tends to be present. Yeah. Um, but usually like if people do stool panels or, or anything like that, um, they usually will test for like richness and diversity of your microbe. And so usually people who score higher on that tend to be urolithin A producers. I know, you know, I see all these diets and, and I'm not the best at that either. I'm kind of someone who likes to just eat the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see all these like, you know, people who are just going all meat and it's kind of like the, I don't know, the hype or the, everyone's kind of getting into that and not eating much like diverse, you know, greens. And there's some are just doing like honey and fruits and meat. But I, I've also like heard too from doctors and people who test, like having the, like a micro, like a, a diverse microbiome by eating all these different foods is so beneficial for your gut. And then I just think you can have that, all that bacteria and then, so when you have like, you're only eating a few things, I think it can kind of like hinder your immune system and like what your body's supposed to do. And if you see like these blue zones, like I've been watching or you see, they kind of have a very diverse diet and it's all real food, but they ha like, they have, you know, they're eating all these different vegetables, fruits, even meats, fish, you know? And so it's so important to have that diversity to produce all that different bacteria and stuff. And, um, but yeah, so that's interesting that we have to produce that after. And do you think, um, you know, people used to produce a lot of urolithin A and now it's getting worse because our gut is not the same. Nutrients are not the same in our food. And so I wonder if they've seen like a decrease in people producing urolithin A because of all the toxins and like the less nutrients and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely my belief that that's true. Um, we haven't studied that because we've really only been studying it for the past 15 years and, you know, learning as yeah. much as we can about urolithin A. So we don't really have anything to compare it to in like previous generations, but between like 
the glyphosate, between, you know, daily stress, poor diet, antibiotic use, you know, C-section, you know, formula babies, (laughs) like we just all, you know, it's just, no matter how great your diet is, it's just really challenging to keep a diverse and healthy microbiome. And then I mentioned those hallmarks of aging, actually, uh, um, microbiome changes is another hallmark of aging. So just sort of aging in general will impact your microbiome. So it's just, you know, it's just challenging if you're really relying on that specifically for your A alone. Um, but to your point, also just my thoughts on the carnivore diet, I think that for somebody struggling with certain conditions, it can be really therapeutic. Um, but for long term health, yeah, 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 like everything, see what's affecting you and then get your gut in a good position. Then you can add things in. Exactly. But for long term health, I just don't see the data pointing to that because exactly to your point, like when you watch these blue zones, you know, which are for people who might not be aware, these are sort of these little hot spots around the world where people live to a hundred regularly. Like they have large proportions of people who live to to a hundred and they're eating a super diverse diet. Like you said, really plant-based. One of the things, one of the foods that's most closely tied to longevity, believe it or not, is beans. Um, Mm. And I think my opinion on why that is, is because it's high in protein and it's high in fiber and it's high in something called resistant starch, which is a type Mm -hmm. of carbohydrate that we don't digest, but that our gut microbiome, the good gut microbiome loves. It's like fuel for them. So, you know, and and so all of these sort of keto diets and um, carnivore diets are eliminating beans and eliminating oftentimes a lot of fruit, which has all these wonderful polyphenols, like I mentioned, um, in pomegranates. So, you know, again, I think for short-term therapeutic reasons, these diets can be really helpful. Um, but for long-term, I, I question them. I, you know, their, their benefit. Yeah, I know. There's so much back and forth with all the meat. And I think also everyone has like a different body, different system, like might have different enzymes, you know, so different genes. So some people might not have, you know, be able to process meat as well, like as great. And so like, I've even heard like Dr. Mark Hyman said, he's had people do great on keto diets and he's had some who don't, you know, so it's just everyone's body's different as well. So it's like great to kind of like, also just check in with your body. I think just like, how are you feeling? You know, is this helping? Is this making me feel more tired? Like these little things that you just like, you just like be in tune with your body. I think that's also like something that everyone should do. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Be in tune with your body. And and the other thing I'm going to get on like my high horse a little bit is just having worked with people who also struggle with eating disorders and are too rigid with their diet. Again, if you're doing something therapeutically, like that's great. But like, you know, for me, part of why I got into nutrition was like, I love food. And to me, like my cultural foods and like eating and celebrating with my family, like that's important as well. Um, not that that's like a pass to be eating like sugar all the time and having cakes and desserts and, you know, and, and the stuff we know that's not great. But, um, I really find that sometimes the stress of trying to like eat perfect, whatever, a particular person's thought of perfect is can also sort of like snowball out of control and be even more stressful than, you know, some of the other things that they're sort of dealing with in life. And so I think food should be my opinion, at least enjoyed and, um, you know, used as, you know, something that's like a positive therapeutic thing. You know, that was one of the things when I was with struggling with Lyme was that, I had so little energy. And so one of the things like food prep was really hard for me to do. Um, and so, you know, friends would make food for me or like I would get invited to someone's house and then all of a sudden, like I can't eat anything that they provided. Like then that took away like one of the few things that was like something of joy for me was being able to go to a friend's house or like even go out to eat. Um, you know, and so I think it's just, again, weighing at an individual level, like, where you are and what's adding to stress. And because one of the things that's so important in terms of blue zones is community and purpose and socializing and being with people. And so if eating starts to become isolating, then, you know, I think, you know, you have some biohackers or people in the space that are just, um, 
you know, all this kind of takes their time and just like, they have to like, they're not really being around other people. Cause they're just focused so much. Like I just think of like Brian Johnson, even though I love what he's doing and everything, but yeah. he's like a lot of his procedures for longevity are kind of like, they take a lot of time and it's a lot of by himself. Like he has to wake up and go to bed at a specific time, like these things. So yes, he is, I guess, you know, decreasing his biological age and everything. But at the same time, is he, because community, like that's one of those, that Harvard study of like the longest, like longevity study is like relationships and like community is huge for your longevity. So yeah, yeah, I think those, like those hormones, like that happiness has a huge impact on our longevity as well. Just like, you know, I'm not exactly sure how that affects ourselves, but you know, (laughs) laughing and, um, enjoying ourselves is a huge part of longevity, you know, being isolated and alone, I think really hurts your body. So for sure. And I think, you know, everybody is, gets to make these decisions for themselves. And I think that's, you know, you know, I think that's just sort of everybody, you know, you, you don't, you don't get a gold star for being perfect, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, you can decide for yourself yeah, what works best for your lifestyle, your individual health needs and, um, yeah. And what sort of your goals are. So I know I always am like people too, like they can, everyone kind of spends their money different. And so like some people for yeah. me, I'm like, okay, supplements, longevity, like that space. And other people are like, I like you to go out to dinner again. and I like to do yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. You froze. Yeah. You froze on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, just, so I, lo- I lost you at where, at, uh, people spend their money differently. Oh yeah. I was just saying it's interesting because I feel like people, you know, everyone has their different things. So like for me, I like to just now like put a lot of focus and energy on health and feeling gray. And some people just really love to like, you know, they love fashion. That's their passion and they love, or they love, you know, going out to eat. They just love food. That's like, you know, whining, I mean, dining, you know? So I'm like, for me, I just, yeah, I love this space. So that's where I focus my energy and money. (laughs) Um, Something I had a quick question, you know, there's also the pomegranate powder. Yeah. So have you guys done research or just pomegranate juice with timeline? So we have done that. And so again, if you sort of remember like how your A is made, it's made by our gut microbiome and not directly in food. So we have compared urolithin A levels in pomegranate juice and some of these pomegranate extracts. Um, and there's little to no, which is no surprise. There's little to no urolithin A. Um, you know, of course the quality of the, if it's a supplement, right, the quality of that will dictate how much of those active polyphenols are in there. Um, and, uh, you know, pomegranate juice is a really great source of the precursors to urolithin A. And one of the reasons why pomegranate juice is one of the best precursors is because a lot of the really good nutritious stuff in a pomegranate is actually in the white part, the pith, that we normally don't eat. And so when you're making pomegranate juice, like you kind of compress and, and mush all of it together. And so some of that pith gets in there. Um, but of course, the problem with pomegranate juice is it's high sugar content. So mm-hmm. that's one thing we've also studied is for people who can actually make urolithin A, how much pomegranate juice do they have to drink in order to get the same amount that's in our clinically tested dose? And that's, so our, our dose is 500 milligrams. And so that's the equivalent of about six cups of pomegranate juice, which is, you know, way too much sugar for pretty much anybody. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's really not the most ideal way to get all the urolithin A. And again, that's if you're a producer. So yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's a good something to yeah, you know, yeah. call out is that you also have to be good at producing urolithin A. <laughs> exactly. You got to be good at producing it. And then you got to guzzle eight cups of pomegranate, or sorry, six cups of pomegranate juice. And that's, that's you know, I think it's like 30 grams of sugar per cup. So yeah, no, thank not, you. I not ideal. That. Even though I guess that's most sodas and other drinks out there is a lot of sugar. For sure. If you're going to drink something with sugar, yeah, pomegranate juice would certainly be a better <laughs> choice than, than, you know, even than like apple juice or soda or iced tea. But oh it's my gosh, still, this is like you know. my blood. I, I had 
pure apple, like in a green juice and it spiked my blood glucose, like so high without the fiber, everything. I was like, I'm not doing juice. I don't know. My body does not like it. I don't want my, I don't need my spikes going like this, you know? No, it's (laughs) just not the best way to be getting the nutrients in like fruit. Great. You get the fiber juice on its own in a smoothie where you're like blending the fruit, but yeah, juice on its own. Yeah. The juice is, it, it takes a toll. I don't know. Um, so, and then, so the powder, yeah. So I was doing powder for a bit too, because I was like, well, there's no, you know, there's not uh, much sugar in it. So that's why I was like, okay, let's do the powder. But, oh, I was going to say too, like they, with the wine, there's a resveratrol in wine. Yeah. And so they're like, you have to drink like 20 glasses of wine to really get the benefits of the resveratrol as well. So, yeah. So, Um, and then how are they making your 11A? Like, so then they discovered that, you know, pomegranates help produce your 11A in the gut. So then what is this? Is it also, is Timeline Nutrition the only company now with your 11A or MitoPure or are there other companies? We, we hold a patent on, um, this particular or or a couple patents on this particular method of how it's made. So it's not made like people ask, like, are you like fermenting pomegranate juice and adding bacteria? Um, we're not doing that. I, I've never been to the factory. So I, to be honest, like how exactly it's made. You haven't been to the factory? I know. I really I should. That trip. would be a fun trip. Yeah, I should totally do that. But it's, it's synthesized. Um, so as I said, we, we hold this patent. Um, there are, I'm sure, other companies that are trying to create it you know, in a novel way that's outside of the patent. Um, I'm not aware. So there are, you can find MitoPure, which is our... Um, our proprietary ingredient. You can find that in a few very select few other products, but it is MitoPure. Um, and we are seeing competitors of urolithin A pop up for sure. Um, to my knowledge, they're not high quality. So the thing with the supplement world is that, um, the FDA doesn't usually get involved unless there's issues. So, so it's sort of like, like supplements bring things to, or companies can bring supplements to the market without having to really test for quality um, and sort of quantity, truth and advertising of what's on their product. And so what we're seeing with a lot of the other urolithin A supplements um, is that it just doesn't have the same dose as what they're advertising, or it's just not pure, or potentially there's some, you know, lead or heavy metal contamination. And that's one thing that we take very seriously, like testing our products to make sure they're clear of contaminants, that what is on the label. And so we have um, some third-party certifications like um, NSF for sport, uh, which, you know, we have to go through this very rigorous process of proving that we're clean, pure, and our dose is on there. So I think that's a great point because a lot of people, they just go buy supplements Costco or whatever. And they do not even think about there's like heavy metals. And that's like a huge thing in, in protein powders and supplements. There's other things that you have to be careful with, you know? So that it's, uh, I think that's why like Elias was so big on timeline nutrition because of just like everything you guys are doing with the company, the research, the third party, like it's so important. Um, so important. Or even just that you're actually getting what you're paying actual, for in the sense yeah. that there's actually, you know, like we say we have 500 milligrams of urolithin A, like you want to know you're taking 500 milligrams, not 200 or not 5,000, right? Like, yeah. um, so, Which you I know, think I, is so, typical. Like I, I forget the statistic that Elias said, but it's like, a lot of them do not actually have that amount that they say in the supplement, which yeah. is also something like I was shocked, you know, yeah. I was just, <laughs> just reading, and I forget the statistic too, but an article just came out. Um, and I can, I can get it for you and you can like link to it in the show notes, but an article just came out specifically about sports supplements. So I think that probably includes like proteins and creatine and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it was something ridiculous, like 60, they tested like yeah. a bunch of brands. It was like, it was like 40 or 60. Yeah. It was like, it was like half. Have, <laughs> yeah. More than half, like didn't have what was claimed on the label. I'll, I'll find that article and send it to you, but, Oh yeah. Um, I'll have to link yeah, it. So be great. it's like money down the drain and some of these supplements are really expensive. So if you don't really know what's in right. there, um, you know, 
then, then it's just a waste of your money. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So should we talk about skincare too? Yeah. So <laughs> let's yeah. talk about the beauty of your lip in, well, in the skincare line. Yeah. So it's funny. Cause I always joke that like, if I was not a nutritionist, I would be like an esthetician. Cause I love, love, love skincare. So when we came out with a skin line, I was like, Oh my God, that was after I had joined. And I was like, Oh my God, could this be any more of a perfect company for me? But, um, so we have a skin line that we just developed. It's been on the market a little less than a year and it uses the same technology, um, the same MitoPure technology. So if you think back to how urolithin A works, it optimizes mitophagy. So that cellular turnover of our mitochondria. And so when our cells have more energy, they can do their jobs better. And so we didn't really chat too much and we can switch back a little bit, like some of the clinical trials that we have that show our outcomes, um, with the nutrition supplement, but when you have healthier skin cells, they get to do their skin cell job more efficiently. And so what we see is when you apply it topically, um, not only are we having better cellular energy, we're seeing that two, two really interesting things. One is that we're better able to produce collagen. So that's those fine lines and wrinkles. And then we're also seeing, which I think is pretty unique in sort of the skin ingredient world, is that we have better resilience to UV damage. So the biggest thing, the biggest factor that ages our skin is actually um, sun damage. And so we make the cells be able to respond to that sun damage better, more efficiently when it's not using the urolithin A. And then we've done, just like we've done with our nutrition, we've done extensive clinical research looking at, you know, first making sure that it is actually turning on that mitophagy, that activation in the skin cells. But then also we see significant reductions in fine lines and wrinkle depth and, and better um, response from UV damage. So the redness and inflammation that's associated with getting sort of like a sunburn, we help the skin to kind of repair from that quicker. So it's really, and, and the products are lovely. Like there's no, they're all very clean ingredients. Um, there's no added fragrance or preservatives or anything like that. And so, you know, they, they're just really luxurious and thick and creamy. So we have a serum, a day cream and a night cream that you can kind of use sort of either in conjunction with each other or on your own as well. And this, so there's no cleanser, right? These are just some, so the serums, the creams, and yep. you've been using, do you use it every day? Are you in love? I, yeah. I've been using since we, since the product came out, I've been using it and I get compliments on my skin all the time. Um, I have terrible light coming in right now, but, um, I know I, lighting is everything. I was like, everything. Okay, I'm going to set up the lighting to make sure like, you know, it really <laughs> does make a difference. Like I, I know watching like a podcast tutorial, like put the lighting here but the lighting here and I'm like oh my gosh like take these little like dark circles and <laughs> <laughs> I need that tutorial because most of the podcasts I do are just audio so I never know like with this like bright light coming in from my side and my back I'm like, this is probably not ideal but I know um, but I love the work. product <laughs> get the yeah. lighting right but um yeah because and I was also talking with who you work with Paula here mm. and, in LA. So she, and she was like, loves the skincare line as well. And I was like, yeah, your skin is love. Like she has just yeah. beautiful skin. She's just loving the line. Yeah. Um, and I've been using it. So I live sort of right outside New York city. So we get all the change of season. So I first started using it in the winter when we launched and totally felt like my skin was really well hydrated, not dry. And so I was a little nervous kind of coming into the summer. Is it going to be too thick and not at all? Like my, it's just, like the perfect amount of hydration. Um, and it yeah. all has the urolithin A. Is that kind of the main ingredient in all the skincare? Yep. Yeah, that's okay. the real main active ingredient that makes it really unique. Um, and so there's 1% of urolithin A in all three of those products. Okay. And then there is in each of the other products, there's like a few other like added, like some B vitamins. Um, there's like some vegan collagen and, you know, to sort of, give each one of those, like make it sort of a full skincare regimen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like the serum is like very light and it's really meant to sort of like hydrate and brighten in, in addition to the magic of the urolithin A. And then the day cream is really moisturizing. Um, but for anyone who may wears makeup, like it works really well under makeup. And then the night cream is like sort of much thicker, heavier, meant to kind of lock in moisturize, lock in moisture overnight. 
Um, and have they done research with the, have they done like comparisons as well? Like before and afters, have they done also research with the skincare line? Yeah. Like, Cause I know like you can do like, there's like the aging protocol, of like the skin, you can do all that and test and see like how your skin is aging. Um, yeah. So they've done we, the research as well. We have done before and after. So we do um, kind of like what's in skin, what's kind of considered like a double blind placebo controlled trial is where um, you don't know what you're getting, but like one side of the face has the active product and the other side has no active product. You don't know what's in what. And so you put half on one face and one side and half on the other. Um, and then, you know, we have a couple different trials. So, you know, different lengths, whether it's two months or you then kind of come back and we're using, you know, clinical tools to, so it's not just your own, like, oh, I think it looks better. We're actually looking, using clinical tools to measure wrinkle depth, um, and see the difference. So, yeah. So that's how they're measuring it. Are they measuring, uh, so the wrinkle depth, and then I'm also about like, hyperpigmentation does it do any of that by any chance? So we didn't we didn't study the hyperpigmentation but we studied um skin uh erythema which is redness so we would expose okay. skin to sunburn and then to uv damage uv light and cause uv damage and then we applied sort of a placebo patch and then the mitopure patch to the skin and so that's where we see that redness and that swelling and, and inflammation that happens from sun damage is resolves much more quickly when your lithinate like, is applied to it. So that's that preventative. <laughs> well, so not, does it take, yeah. So it's like preventing the damage of the sun. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's not like a sunblock. So you still totally have to use a sunblock. But the thing is, yeah. even with sunblock, we're getting exposed to UV damage all the time. Like most people mm-hmm. aren't reapplying, you know, unless you're at the beach, most people aren't reapplying on a daily basis. Like I know I usually go for a run at the end of the day and don't usually, especially in the winter, put more sunblock on my face, like before I go out to a run. So that exposure that's happening, it will help the cells to sort of repair from that more quickly. So yeah, so I don't know if I'd really say it as like a preventative, but just kind of like helping resolve the damage that's happening on a daily basis more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Helping you like recover or (laughs) exactly exactly so like almost like I know I got terribly sunburned this summer and so um I was like sitting outside on a cloudy day and like just didn't reapply sunscreen yeah times you get sunburned when you don't think you are (laughs) yeah so I totally like in addition to aloe I was like slathering this on my skin so (laughs) I know yeah you know sun damage I just feel like creeps up after years and you don't realize so now I'm like you know, sunscreen, doing everything and wearing hats, you know, because I'm just like, I don't want to get those sunspots. (laughs) All the things. But I also think it's an internal thing where if you're, you know, giving your cells and your body the right nutrients and you, you know, you kind of radiate that out outwards as well. The healthier you are inside, the healthier you are on the outside. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you say that. So you know, so one of the things like we're trying to do with our messaging is first of all, like your skin is your largest organ, right? Like Mm -hmm. some may argue that like musculature is your largest organ if you kind of like put that all together. But so either way, it's like one of your largest organs. And we don't often think about it as an organ with a job. We just really think about it like how you look. Um, And so skin aging for sure is like more than just wrinkles. Um, It's kind of like its job. And there's been some research actually that's sort of linking like the inflammation that's happening in our skin and sort of the, the wrinkles that are happening in our skin to sort of sending out damaging inflammatory signals to the rest of your body. So you almost like, if you think of like a, a smoker, for example, right? Like they mm-hmm. are inflamed inside and outside their skin sort of represents what's happening inside. So, um, yeah. So I think, you know, just like being healthy on the inside is going to make your skin healthier taking care of your skin is going to hopefully make your inside healthier too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'm learning, you know, there's the, also the blood glucose goddess and she's always like these insulin spikes, your blood glucose spikes cause she calls it like uh, toasting your cells. And she's really big on the, you know, that's why you start developing these wrinkles and everything. Cause you're just like damaging your cells when you go through all these like blood glucose spikes, you know? So are they coming out with more, uh, skincare line? Are they going to keep going or so we, and when did they come in- out with the skincare? 
It's been less that's... than a year. I want okay, to say like so right been... before or right after holiday time last year. Like it was winters of last year. Um, okay. And we are working on a, uh, an eye cream. Um, and then after that, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I don't think our goal is to be, so Timeline's goal is really to be a longevity brand. So we'll have skin. I think we'll probably start getting into like immune health, potentially brain. Um, so I don't think our goal is to be like a, a, you know, thing like, I don't think we'll come out for example, with like a skin, like a wash because, I don't know that the Mito Pure would do much if we're like using it as a wash that you then wash off your face. Yeah, so I don't think we'll true. have like a full line of all things skin. Um, I, I don't know. That could change. But right now, I don't think that's really our goal in terms of skin. Um, but yeah, yeah eye cream, I would say be on the lookout. Potentially a sunscreen. I, I think I've heard that in the works, um, you know, yeah. or a day cream that has the sunscreen block in it. Oh, cool. And so, then, yeah. okay. So we have the skincare line. We also, there's a protein powder. So there's, yeah. so we'll talk about all the, I love the powder one. Cause I actually cannot swallow pills well. So I'm really grateful. You guys have the powder one of the Mito Pure Urolithin A. Yeah. And then you also have the gel capsules and then you yeah. have the, uh, wait, the protein powder. Yes. So we have all of our nutrition products have 500 milligrams of urolithin A, which is what our um, studies have shown in terms of improvements in muscle strength and performance. Um, that's that's kind of the starting dose. So we just really want to make products that people are going to use. And to your point, right, some people cannot swallow pills or they're taking so many pills that just adding one more onto their regimen is just like tipping you over into just the supplement fatigue area. So we do have the soft gels. Um, but then we have some powders that you can mix into like a yogurt or a smoothie and there's no added sugar to them. So they're really just like the berry, um, or ginger yeah. and then the 500 milligrams. And they're fantastic. If you do yogurt or a smoothie, um, they're like great, even in like an oatmeal or a chia pudding or something like that. Um, they're not great in water because they do need just a little bit of fat to kind of dissolve and be distributed evenly into whatever you're eating it with. And then we have a 20 gram whey protein with the 500 milligrams of urolithin A. And that's like a really nice, clean vanilla flavor whey protein. So for people who can tolerate whey and are looking for that extra boost of protein, that's another fantastic way to get it. That's so cool. Yeah. I just love the whole brand. I've heard you guys on podcasts, Ben Greenfield, I think Dave yeah. Asprey, all of them. So yeah, I've just... This is so cool to have, like, I learned also a lot just by talking to you. Good, I'm glad. I didn't know, like, the pomegranates, like, the core is the base or anything. Yeah, yeah. There's all these little, like, tidbits I've even been learning as I've sort of been working with the company. And, and I think it's just a testament to the quality of research that they're doing. It's just very unique. Um, and I really hope it's raising the bar for other supplement companies. I mean, there are some fantastic supplement companies that are putting together amazing products with great research and that are clean. And we're certainly not the only one who's doing that. But um, I hope those of us that are doing it kind of continue to be really transparent about it and make it a lot easier for the consumers to be able to, you know, select something that's of quality. Yeah. And then is Timeline Nutrition sold anywhere in stores or just only online? We're just online um, right now, uh, timelinenutrition.com. So okay. we have just a direct-to-consumer sale, so people can go up. I think we have you set up with an affiliate link, right? So your listeners yeah. can get a discount. Is it 15%? Um, I think it was like I did the Biohacker Blondie, and then they get 15% off? or They get, they get 5%. Oh, 5%. 5%. <laughs> but we have um, subscription models. So okay. as people purchase a subscription, then that brings the price down. And so they would get that 5% also on top of your biohacker well, discount. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they can just cool. go to timelinenutrition.com and they can order. Um, are you guys? Discount through you. Um, so are you thinking about getting into the stores? Because a lot of people, I mean, I'm from LA west side on the beach everyone kind of is into health but no one really knows about timeline nutrition i do because i love this stuff and i love biohacking and longevity but we have to get the word out because a lot of totally. people don't know <laughs> so yep. you know getting it into air one or these other stores would be great so are you guys thinking about going that route or staying online 
we are looking at it. Um, those decisions are made from you know, yeah, no. another team than me, but I, but I couldn't agree more that we need to get the word out for sure. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, I mean, I think for sure it would be wonderful if we can be available in stores where people are purchasing their oh, supplements or seeing it, you know, um, even healthcare practitioners who they may go to and may recommend supplements. So we're, we're actively looking at that for sure. I, I'm not sure what the decision will be and when that will be made, but, um, yeah. but either way process. Yeah. We want to get the, get the word out. And so more people can get this. Cause I mean, I truly think this is a game changer in terms of longevity science. And, um, like I have my own parents on it. Like I wouldn't put my parents on something that I didn't believe in. I mean, I experiment with myself all the time, but I don't necessarily experiment with my parents. So, um, yeah. So I think that's, you know, uh, yeah, more people should, should be knowing about it. We actually met at the biohacking conference in Orlando and yeah, the conversations I have with people that are just like, this thing really helped me, you know, and I have, and hearing these experiences from people saying how much it's benefited them and they've seen it, they have it on like their families on it Mm -hmm. or like, I don't know, there was different supplements as well. Fatty 15 or these other Mm -hmm. ones where it's like, yeah, these, these things can be like almost life-changing, you know, like your energy is, is increased your muscle strength. Like I'm sure your like memory and your brain fog or anything have like completely changed with like one of these things, you know? So like the timeline nutrition, just adding that in can really help your cells function better and then just feel overall better, you know, and more energized. For, for sure. I mean, the reviews that we get from some of our clients that like take the time to, you know, write to us and, and tell us how this has like changed their lives is just, it, I mean, that just is part of why, like I continue to do what I do and enjoy this so much is because we're really helping people to feel better on a daily basis. And whether it's, you know, someone who is maybe a little bit older and is starting to feel like their muscle strength is coming back or people just feeling more energetic to, you know, live their lives and do the things they want to do. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is helping people to be able to do all the things that they want to do. Yeah. It's so important. I just tell everyone like energy is everything, right? Like I can, you know, work out better. I can work better. I, you know, feel better throughout the day. I can just do more things when my body is, has the energy to do it, you know? So that's why I'm so passionate too about this because I've been there where I've been lethargic and I'm exhausted and I'm not as happy because I'm tired. So like having the energy, you're more excited for life. You're more excited to do things. You're like, so yeah, for me, I'd rather just put my focus on health and longevity because I just, I really want to feel good every day. And then, you know, that benefits everyone I surround myself with as well. So I think like all these little things really help to be better internally and then externally. So it's just kind of like a whole circle of, you know, (laughs) I love that. And I think, right. The better, so many of us, especially women, I think are just sort of like sacrificing our own self-care to take care of others. And so I think what you just said was beautiful, right? Like when you fuel yourself and take care of your health, you then can give back to the world in a much better place, right? Like, yeah. So we have to fill our cup, you know, first, And it's hard. It's always like, sometimes I'm like, no, I need to sleep. I need to put these things first, you know, so I can be a better person when I do go out or whatever, you know? So I think, and even like entrepreneurs, that's the whole thing, or, you know, very successful people, they've said they put, you know, their health in the background and they wish they never did that because it's so important. Like, you know, what it comes down to is your happiness and, and, feeling good. That's like, you know, it's your life. So it's like, make sure that you're living your best by taking care of your health. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And and doing that kind of like before it's hopefully too late. So, yeah, I know it's like, let's be preventative. Like let's do these things. Like I want to feel good daily and then also like prevent disease Cause that's also another thing where, you know, that's very stressful. It's, um, you know, very expensive when you get to a point of disease that it's hard to backtrack, you know? So I'm also doing these things to like, make sure like, you know, I don't have to like bring on this stress once, you know, something does, you know, it's, but it's very common now. So it's like, 
you know, being unhealthy disease, uh, is, is becoming more common. So that's why I'm like, okay, we need to do something. We need to be preventative. We need to give ourselves nutrients and hydrate and sleep. And then, yeah. So feeling good daily and then also longevity and preventatives. So usually they go hand in hand, right? When you're doing the things that take care of your health to make you feel energetic and and good on a daily basis, for the most part, like those are going to be the things that help you sort of stay healthy for the long term. Yeah. So, um, I guess we'll end this podcast, but I get, I always do now my thing for my podcast is, uh, three biohacks you recommend since I'm the biohacker blondie. Ah, three (laughs) biohacks. Yeah. Three that you would, uh, recommend that are your favorite, like, or maybe just one new that you like, um, you know, whatever you want, just have fun with it. So, I'm really pretty like traditional in terms of like biohacking stuff. It's kind of more, more, you know, tried and true things. So I will start with, obviously, I mean, MitoPure. I mean, I take it. Um, I, you're a true believer. I'm a true believer. (laughs) I drank the Kool-Aid or the pomegranate juice. I, I am a true believer. Um, the other things that I've done that I think have really impacted my health, um, and just sort of like that daily energy is morning sun. So making sure that I get outside and, um, get some morning sun. So I, like the first thing I do is I take my dog for a walk in the morning. I get outside, um, to kind of help reset my circadian rhythm. And then I do, um, intermittent fasting. So I do Mm. at a minimum every day, a 12 hour fast, but then I usually push that to about 14 hours. Um, I don't usually go much longer than that because I just find for me, I do start to get hangry. Um, but I (laughs) usually about 14 hours is my sort of daily intermittent fasting or time restricted eating, I guess is what it's technically called. So those are sort of my, and that's so easy. Like I feel like 12, 14 hours is something that should be easy for most people, you know? I don't even really like to call 12 hours like a fast because to be honest, I just think we all should not be eating for 12 hours, right? Right before bed and then get up and just I feel like that's normal eating, not fasting. But in today's world, people like to call that fasting. Um, So (laughs) yeah, so at a bare minimum going 12 hours, but um, yeah, trying to push that closer to like 14 hours for most days. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there. I love all three of those. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for taking the time to do this, uh, podcast with me. It means so much. Uh, I think everyone is going to learn a lot with this podcast. People don't really know about their mitochondria, their cells, what they can do to like give them their mitochondria energy or, I guess also with the MitoPure or the Othene, it also like cleanses and detoxes the mitochondria, which is amazing, right? I get, did I get that right? Yeah, I wouldn't really say it cleanses and detoxes. It kind of, it, it really just recycles them. So it takes okay, sort recycles. of those damaged parts and then helps okay. us to rebuild new ones. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get Which I guess that is sort correct. of a way of quote unquote detoxing when you're sort of taking out the damaged parts. But yeah, I, I would call it recyc- mitochondrial recycling. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time all the way from New York. And I know you're just on vacation, so you're probably exhausted. (laughs) No, feeling energized. This was a restful vacation, not a go, go, go vacation. So I actually came back like ready to go. So this was a great way to kind of come back and jump in and chat with you. So thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you again, Jen. Um, And we will let everyone know about Timeline Nutrition and all the benefits and how we can live um, a beautiful, long life. So thank you.